Support for Talk of the Towns comes from the Maine Community Foundation, for 25 years partnering with donors and nonprofits and communities statewide to strengthen Maine through grants and scholarships, on the web at maincf.org. It's 10 o'clock and you are tuned to WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 102.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Talk of the Towns with host Ron Beard is up next. Good morning and welcome to Talk of the Towns here on WERU. We try to go beyond the headlines to make sense of the issues facing Maine communities, to share what works, to seek, seek alternative solutions. Talk of the Towns is produced with support from Cooperative Extension, the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine with offices statewide. Cooperative Extension puts knowledge to work with the people of Maine and like WERU, whose mission is to be a voice of many voices, operates out of a sense that everyone benefits when we share our knowledge, our experience, our concerns, and our perspectives. We're about to practice the magic of community radio, in which those of us in the studio and you who are listening create a dialogue that we hope will be a benefit to our friends, our neighbors, and colleagues. I hope you'll stay with us for the next hour and talk of the towns as we um, entertain Turning It Around, teens talk about relationships, fitting in, and communication about sex. Hi, my name's Robbie, and I'll be narrating the first skit. Our actors for this skit are... Hi, I'm Vicky, and I feel as though my boyfriend John doesn't support me financially, and I'm, shall I say, spoiled, so I like my boyfriend to spoil me. I'm John, Vicky's boyfriend. I work hard, but not enough to make her happy. I'm John's friend, Eddie, and he's been there for me, and I like to be there for him. He's helped me with a bunch of girl frogs that I used to have, and I like to give him the same help. Uh, I'm John and Eddie's friend, and they've helped me through a lot of tough times, and I'd really like to help John get past Vicky because she's no good for him. My name is Jenny, and I work at the Hatline, and I'm trying to help John with his relationship with Vicky. Scene one takes place with John and Vicky strolling through the fairgrounds. Aw, oh, John, look at that couple over there. Oh, my word, they look so cute, and she's got a stuffed animal. How cute. Yeah. How come you never buy me anything like that? I don't have money, I'm broke. Well, I'm, maybe you should get a job then, and maybe you should buy me more things. I had to buy our way into this fair. It's so unfair. Sorry. But, well, can you at least give me money for popcorn? Yeah. Hey, Edmund, isn't that John, uh, John and Vicky there? Yeah, I think that's John. Oh, well, Vicky's leaving. We should go talk to him now. Yeah, maybe we might be able to talk to him then. Hey, John, what's going on? Dude? You haven't given me any calls back for a while. Uh, I've been busy with the uh, new woman. The girl problem. Let's yeah, can we even call her a woman? <laughs> oh, oh, hey, guys. Um, uh, oh, look what the cat's dragging in. No, oh, hey, she's been uh, so All right, just give me a call back later. We'll hang out. Um, All right. Excuse me, but he doesn't need you guys. You guys don't text him anymore, don't call him anymore, because he has me. He doesn't need you guys as friends. I don't see how he does anything great for you at all. Excuse me, but John, we're leaving. Okay. End of scene one. Scene two takes place with Ed and Eddie riding home in the car. Hey, Ed, man, uh, what do you think we should do about John? He needs some help. His, his girlfriend's really controlling. Well, I personally think that we need to help him get rid of her but we don't know how he really feels about the situation. 
So I think we need some outside advice. Yeah, my mother gave me a uh, hotline to call in this case I get myself in a uh, situation like this. You think you should give it a call? I think we really should. All right, uh, all right. Here's the number here is uh, 1-888-604-8692. Ring. Hello? Hello? This is Deb, Domestic and Violence Hotline. May I help you? Ah, yes, I was looking for some information on domestic violence. Uh, I had a friend that's in an abusive relationship, and I didn't know what to do. I'd like to find some information. End of skit. Wow. That's great. I just want to let, let folks know that you've been listening to a skit by students at Jonesport Fields High School, and we're going to interview them um, within their characters, um, a number of uh, different folks. Um, we'll start with um, the uh, girlfriend. Um, what's, what's the girlfriend's name? Remi remind me. Vicky. Vicky. So, Vicky, in your character, um, you've got this boyfriend, and how are you feeling about him? You know, I feel as though he he's lucky to have me, you know, and, you know, he's not very popular, so I feel as though I'm doing him a favor okay. you know, as being his girlfriend. So, and then the uh, the boyfriend is, is John, is that right? Yeah. So, John, um, tell us about how you're feeling. It so sounds like um, you're not too enthusiastic from, from the skit. Well, I work hard and try to get, like, money, but end up getting fired a lot, and she just doesn't support me, and try to help me with anything so so are you feeling a little um frustrated with the relationship yeah what would you like to do in this relationship i don't really know you don't know okay so then there were two friends that were kind of helping john and their names were um eddie eddie and i'm ed and ed okay so um eddie you had the idea to call um a hotline yes. how did that come in did you did you, did you in, in your character where did you learn about domestic violence? Uh, well, I've heard a lot of abusive relationship nowadays, so my mother gave me a hotline just in case I get in a situation like that. Okay. So what were you seeing that made you feel like this might be a, an abusive relationship? What were you seeing in your friend John? Well, before Vicky came along, me and John used to hang out all the time, and me, me and him and Ed would go to the movies, but ever since she around, I've called, and I haven't got no answer back. Uh-huh. And Ed, what, what were you feeling about um, John's relationship? Well, I felt that John was a great guy because he, he knew how to act around his friends and he, he was himself. Uh -huh. And then when he got with Vicky, he completely changed. Everything about him is different now. He doesn't like talking to his friends or anything anymore. So you saw a real change. Yeah, there was a big change in him. Yeah. So what would you hope for, for John? What would you hope to happen? Well, I personally hope that he dumps her because I don't see it getting any better. Mm -hmm. But I, I really hope that if it can get better, it does because I'd like to see him happy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll come out of the, the, your, your roles as characters now. Um, so let's introduce our, our players here, um, again, in, in uh, their real names and real uh, um, um, situations. We'll ask them to each to go around the, the table and introduce themselves, um, say their names, and, and uh, where they are in school, what they like about school. We'll kind of get to know you as people before we go back and debrief on the skit. So we'll start with Kenneth. Go ahead. I'm Kenneth, and 
So uh, you you were uh, what what year are you in high school? I'm a freshman. Freshman, okay. And besides working on these skits, what else do you like to do at, at school? Not really all that much. Do you do do you have a job outside of high school? No. No. Okay. <coughs> well, we'll go to Robbie. T- tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm a freshman at JBHS, and I li- I really like to play basketball. But our season just recently ended. We did make it to playoffs, so great, so, great. Yeah. And um, we'll go to Sid. Uh, yes, I'm, Speak a jun- right into the mic. Yep. Uh, I'm a junior. Yep. Uh, I was never really interested in school whole much, but I guess now I'm trying to get involved. And uh-huh. this is my first year at teen theater. It's pretty fun. I'll pro- I'll do it next year. Great. Uh, just like Robbie, I play basketball. Our season ended pretty soon, but. I guess it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Sarah. Sarah was on one of the programs we've done in the past. Welcome back. Um, tell us you. about yourself. I'm a sophomore, and I really enjoy cheerleading. And we just recently got third place in states. Mm-hmm. So we're going to nationals, which I'm so excited. <laughs> That's great. And then um, we'll skip over Don Ficker, and we'll come back to him in just a minute. Um, um, a student named Chris, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I'm a freshman at JBHS also. And I've been in voices before. But because I've never missed a day of school, I passed on the opportunity to come and be on the radio twice. Uh-huh. And this is my first year coming, and it's been good so far. Great, great. And Jessica, please tell us a little bit about yourself and speak right into the mic. Um, my name is Jessica, and I'm a freshman, and I'm a cheerleader. And I really enjoy this program. Great. Well, um, uh, Don Ficker, you've been on with us, I think, three times. So this is your third time. So tell us a little bit about um, the origins of what's now called a, a kind of a theater project. We started uh, as an after-school program uh, funded by, uh, through the Seacoast Mission, they called Maine Youth Voices, which was defunded three years ago. And the high school has chosen to allow us to continue doing this within the, uh, within the context of the school day. And so that's why we rode the school bus here today. Uh, and what we started with was a core of people who had some experience doing this. And, f- and we need the most important aspect is that everybody's comfortable with each other because you need a certain level of trust to do this. And the topics that we come up with are based on what, um, what our players, uh, ex- not experienced personally, but are aware goes on and uh, things that teenagers are facing mm. today. Mm. Uh, my role in the school is uh, substance abuse and violence prevention, life skills counselor, and uh, have been there about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Great. So um, let's talk about this um, la- this first skit, which was about a, a potentially abusive relationship, in which um, the um, young woman is is really asking more of the young man um, in terms of kind of financial um, things than the young man is comfortable with. How did you come up with the idea for this skit? Who, who anybody remember that? Um, who, who came up with the idea? Well, I think we see, like, a lot of relationships going on around us that could be like this, you know. Like, we see people that aren't being treated as they should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what do you think is is going on? If we go back to um, the characters, what was going on for the young woman, do you think, um, in this in this um, relationship? What, do you have any, any idea about what she was thinking or feeling? What do you think? Um, I think that maybe she was insecure about herself and maybe she needed to, you know, get attention from everyone else. And that's why she would strive for, like, her boyfriend to buy her things and maybe even a jealousy issue also. Mm -hmm. Maybe because of that skit, 
in the beginning there was the stuffed animal situation. Maybe she was even jealous. That's of, that of somebody that else had that, that, that stuffed animal. Yeah. Right. So th- that her insecurity, again, we're not psychologists here, so we're not <laughs> trying to be one even on radio, but the, the idea that the, the insecurity may lead to someone saying, I need this visible sign from you spending money on me to prove yeah. that I'm really worth it. Something yeah. like that might be happening. What was, what was again, the, the, the boy in the relationship? What did you see, um, again, outside the, the, the skit? What did you see happening um, to him? Was he kind of disappearing um, in, in terms of his friends, do you think? Yeah, I think, I think that John faded away. Uh, he was a vibrant character, as uh, I'd answered earlier. And before that, he had been vivacious with all of his friends and everything. And then... After that, he kind of felt like he wasn't worth it. He wasn't, he was like dirt. Right. So his self-esteem began to kind of go down because he, he began to believe his girlfriend saying, you're not doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, you know, we, we ended the skit um, when you had just um, called the, the uh, domestic violence hotline. What kind of advice do you think um, that hotline um, person might have given um, you as your um, the the two boys in the situation, you know, if we c- continued that skit, what kind of advice do you think you might have gotten from that hotline? Anybody any ideas, Sid? Ah, uh, she they most likely would have told him to talk to John because you really can't control the way he thinks. So right. They might have told him to find a different girlfriend or move on. So the advice might have been to put John in touch with, John, would you feel like you could call the domestic um, violence hotline because you you may have a situation that you're feeling uncomfortable about. Because John might want to put himself in the situation. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you really can't control his life. Right. And did you you actually find out from domestic violence? Did you hear from people working in domestic violence to kind of get some background on this skit? Don? Well, we've had, uh, for when we were uh, doing Maine Youth Voices, we were very lucky to have Kim Berry from the Next Step Domestic Violence Project work with us mm-hmm. and, and help educate us about the issues around domestic violence. And uh, one of the things about our troupe, our theater troupe, is that we like to look at both sides mm-hmm. of an issue. We, we're all very well aware that 95% of uh, People who call in for help uh, in an abusive relationship are women who uh, are experiencing mm-hmm. the, um, the sort of general degradation that happens when one person is trying to control another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the control is the, is the main issue here. Uh, I think it was more interesting for us to sort of try the reverse, mm-hmm. the reverse role. The, the dynamic is the same. I think that uh, John withdrawing has a lot to do with uh, feeling less secure, less sure of himself, and this is uh, maybe not even conscious, but it's part of a strategy that Vicky would use to gain more control mm-hmm. in, in the relationship. So as you worked on this skit, what did you learn about yourselves? You know, you, you may or may not have been in a relationship, but what did you learn about yourselves um, as you thought about these, these characters and what they were feeling? Sid? Uh, I found out some stuff about myself that this is no joke. It could happen in real life. Uh-huh. So it happens every day. And I've never, my personal self, I've never been in any relationship like this. But right. if other people do it, uh, it's like to find out some information. So you could kind of see yourself that it, that might be possible. How yeah. about the rest of you? What did you learn about yourselves by doing this particular skit? Anything? 
Um, I learned that, you know, you shouldn't take stuff like that. You should move on and find someone else to treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. Mm-hmm. And someone that you could be a partner with that has a level of respect for you as yourself. Okay, so finding out what, what um, is the bottom line for you right. um, is something to do with respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else got any lessons that they learned? Um, I also learned that even though maybe one of your friends isn't, isn't brave enough to stick up for themselves, maybe you should stick up for them and maybe you should encourage them to, you know, get help. You know? Right, so that the roles that Ed and Eddie played were really of, of support to a friend. Um, yeah. They were puzzled by the situation. They were concerned about it. There was a role for them. And first, first they needed information, so that's why they called the hotline. Their next step might be to go to John in the, in the, in the skit and say, um, here, maybe you could, could think about this. Yeah. Anything else that people learned? So how do you use this? This is kind of a, you've got a theater troupe. Um, how do you um, take these issues that you're dealing with as you craft these, these stories, these skits, how do you take that out so that other people benefit? Robbie? Well, um, we went down to the Jump Sport Elementary School and performed our skits for like the seventh and eighth grade classes. And after we got done, you know, we gave them like a website to help out with any, um, like any problems that they had about abusive relationships because you can't get into a really serious relationship at that point, but they might be starting to experience the beginnings of something like this. Mm -hmm. So you can talk to people about respect, for instance. Right, yeah. yeah. Great. Any other ways that you've you've dealt with this? How about uh, adults in the community? Have Have you shared any of these skits with adults, and what have their reactions been? Anybody? We haven't really further, we've just done the classroom, but also the teachers that we did it for, they, they really enjoyed it, and they kind of contribute to it also and ask us questions, and they, they seem to like it. I'll just remind listeners that they're tuned to Talk of the Towns. We're stu- uh, talking with students um, from Jonesport Beals High School um, as um, they use skits to help people understand um, a lot about relationships, um, about the potential for abuse in relationships. Um, we'll have some other skits about communications and uh, uh, talking about fitting in. Um, you can participate in this conversation about uh, teen issues, if you'd like, by calling one 866 625-9378 or locally 469-0500. Um, perhaps now would be time for the second skit. Are we ready to, to go with the second skit? We need some prep time. I'll list those numbers while, while you're getting ready. Um, what we'd like in this particular case is for um, callers to call in right after the skit and ask questions to the characters as they're performing the skit. Um, as, as if they were performing the skit. So um, write that number down again, one 625 Ready to go? Uh, my name's Chris, and I'm going to be narrating for our second skit, which is called The New Girl Hazing. And our, ca- our characters for this <coughs> skit are... My name is Kylie, and I'm the new girl at the school. My best friend is Megan, and I like William's looks. Hi, I'm Megan, and um, I'm the kind of girl who likes everyone to just get along and will do anything for everyone just to get along, basically. Uh, hi, I'm William. I get a lot of stuff from every, from people around me. Uh, I think they owe me something in life, and I've had it hard, so I try making life worse for everyone else. I'm Josiah, William's best friend. I go along with William trying to get people to do things for him because he really deserves it. And hello, I'm Mrs. Garrison, and I'm all these students' algebra teacher. Okay, scene one takes place at the high school on the first day during lunch. 
Hey, Kylie, what's up? Not much, and you? Oh, my brother just got up five minutes ago and just rushed to school, but... Um, so how are you liking school here so far? I don't really know yet, but um, you see those guys over there? They're really hot. <laughs> well, you know, do what you want, but just watch out for them because they're, they've got some history of being quite the players. Um, and I just like William, but it's not like I'm going to go out with him. Okay. Scene two takes place the next day during lunch again. Hey, Kylie, uh, you're looking really good today. Uh, I was wondering, would you mind if I'd, you take my tray? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be really cool of you. And this uh, event occurs again and again for the next few days. And then scene three takes place at the end of the week, during, be, before a big algebra test. And William and Josiah haven't studied at all. All right. Hey, Josiah, man, I didn't do any of my homework. What do you think we should do, man? I don't know. Maybe we should ask the new girl. Yeah, dude, let's ask Kylie some. Hey, Kylie, dude, would you mind if we uh, copy your homework real quick? I didn't do anything. Yeah, that would be a big help. Yeah, sure. Come on, Kylie, let's... You know, you're you're a really pretty girl, and you don't deserve any of this. And, you know, you're so smart. Why would you let them just take your answers like that? Let's, let's just go sit somewhere else, please. Just get away from this. End of skit. Okay, we've got a, um, a skit with um, Kylie, who is the new girl in, in the um, school. Um, Kylie, what were some of the, the feelings that you were having um, as you tried to make friends, but they began to um, ask you to do things that might not feel comfortable? Right into the mic there. Well, I just wanted to help them like with their homework, and I was just trying to be a nice girl. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So um, let's um, go to... Um, um, William, um, what were you, what was your motivation? Ah, uh, well, I just saw an opportunity to have people do stuff for me, so I jumped right on it. If I didn't have to get up get my, to take my tray to the garbage can, I ain't going to. Uh-huh. And what was it about the new girl that um, made you feel like you could do that to her, but you might not be able to do that to somebody else? I don't know. She just seemed so insecure about herself, so she looked innocent, so I just took advantage. And Josiah, what, what, were, what were your feelings? Were you just kind of going along because William did it? or Yeah, yeah? I'm just like his best friend, just hang out with him, try helping him. Okay. And Sarah, what were you seeing um, in this? You, kind of, you were kind of stepping back, I think, and you saw um, Kylie maybe walking down the wrong path. Yeah, I don't like seeing anybody, you know, getting hurt like that. And I saw, I saw um, William basically setting her up, and, you know, I... I look out for everyone, and I want everyone to just get along, and I try to just avoid those situations and warn her, but, you know, I can't make her decisions for her, but I try to influence them. Mm -hmm. And we didn't actually hear from the teacher, but what were you observing? Did you see something <coughs> um, in this situation? Were you observing what was going on, or were you oblivious to that? Did, um, I was just waiting for them to all hand in the papers. I didn't know what was going on. Okay. So sometimes teachers really aren't clued in to what's going on um, right in front of them. Yeah. Anything else um, from our characters um, t until we, c we come out of character now? We'll kind of c go back to your real selves and ask some questions about this. Where did this um, skip um, come from? Where, where did, have you seen this sort of thing happening? Somebody new in town or new in, in school? Well, actually, Jessica's actually new to our school, so that was kind of our basis for the, the skit we made up. We're just like, you know what, Jessica's new, so uh -huh. why don't we create a skit? We need another skit, so. 
So Jessica, tell us a little bit about um, what it was like to, to um, start at Jonesport Beatles High School for you. Um, it was great because um, all the people in there, like all the students are so nice and you just make a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. And they always try to help you with everything. So this wasn't really your experience? No, this wasn't my experience. Okay, you're just playing that character. So you found that people have been generally helpful, but you probably can Im imagine that it wouldn't always be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about the guys in this? Do you see this as, as um, in, in terms of, if you kind of step back and observe what's happening in, in school, do you see this kind of bullying behavior kind of going on, taking advantage of other people, um, Sid? Uh, not really at our school. Uh, like Jessica okay. said, a lot, of, a lot of people at our school are really nice. We don't really go out and try to take advantage of them. <laughs> okay. But you've heard about hazing kinds yeah. of things at other schools or other places, so that's why it becomes an issue. Um, I, and I suppose that um, some of this behavior might also be um, happening at the lower grades um, where people are, get picked on because they're new. Um, did you find any particular reaction when you took this down to the, to the grade school? What were, what were the reactions that you f found in that particular situation? Um, actually, we only performed like the first skit for the grade school okay. kids. So this is kind of a new one. You haven't, you haven't yeah. formed that. So um, what did you learn by doing this skit? Anything? Just to, like not single people out and have them try to do stuff for you that they so, shouldn't really have to. And how would you support that person? You know, um, in, the, in the skit, uh, Megan was trying to support um, Kylie, kind of drawing her away from saying, let's go sit somewhere else. Is that uh, an effective behavior for a friend to kind of um, point out what might be really going on? Um, yeah. Yep. It would, like, get her out of doing stuff that she shouldn't okay. be doing. Yep. Hopefully my role as Megan maybe can influence some of the listeners out here to be a good friend and, you know, not be like, shall I say, the rest and be the person bullying, you know, try and be the one that's actually good for a change. Mm -hmm. If this skit had gone on, you know, let's think about, you know, what would happen next. What, what might have happened if she had let the boys copy the homework? Well, the teacher could have caught them easily and, you know, told them you all get zeros. Mm -hmm. And, and... And in, in that case, would Kylie have gotten a lot of the blame for letting that ha happen, do you think? Yeah, she would have. Yeah, yeah. What else did you kind of uh, tease out of this if we could go um, one step further in the relationship? Megan, what would you do next if you had seen this happen, if Kylie really hadn't followed your advice? Any, any thoughts about how you'd take it further? Well, of course I couldn't, like, make her decision for her. You know, I was just worried that, you know, it went from the lunch table then to homework. You know, it could have gone further. I didn't want to see that happen, you know. I probably would have gone to someone like Mr. Ficker or, like, a counselor or maybe even the teacher's or maybe even like my mother or something, and maybe to get in contact with her mother or something, just someone of higher level to maybe talk to her and try and get her to, you know, not deal with all of that hazing. So as, a, as somebody who wants to help, sometimes you have to step back and get advice and help yourself. Yes. Right, and sometimes that helps to have an adult, kind of have an adult perspective on yes, that. Yes, it does, definitely. Yeah. In your school set setting, besides Mr. Ficker, are, are there other people that you would normally go to to, to kind of get that kind of advice or support, or would you use your parents? Uh, there's a lot, of, like almost all the teachers in our school are very open and they'll help us with almost any situation we need. Mm-hmm. 
That's great. That's great. I think that's because we're really lucky and we have a community where the teachers are family to a lot of the people or they are family friends or they just know the families and they know all these kids. Mm -hmm. So you can actually go to them and talk to them and they know who you are and they can help. Right. And then you've got your friends, of course, that are always there for you, and they can do their best to help, too. Mm-hmm. Sounds like um, you've got a situation where um, might not be the case in some of the larger schools. Tell, tell us a little bit about your school, because I'm not sure our listeners um, have been down to, to, to Jonesport and Beals Island, and kind of they might not know about uh, the community that you live in. How would you describe it to someone who's never been there before? Well, it's a really close-knit community, and it seems like everyone's related to, like, half the people in it. <laughs> I mean, there's there's not a lot of, like, big drama or anything. There's not a lot of robberies or anything like that. You know, it's really close and connected, and I don't know. There's a big support for our schools. Like, a lot of people go to the school functions and concerts and everything, and it just always seems like it's it's a great place to live. Mm-hmm. And basketball is big. Oh, yes. Right. Like and cheerleading. A, and cheerleading. Okay, good, good. Don't want to forget that. Um, it's like the, the sign that I often see leaving my hometown of Bar Harbor, and when we get to the head of the island, um, you know, when they're going to the tournament, last one to, 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 to leave, turn out the lights. You know, it's probably that kind of feeling because everybody is involved in some way in, in, the, in the school. What else would you tell someone who doesn't know about your, your community, about your community? How do m- people make a living in your part of the world? Well, most of the kids in our school either work on the boat or they go with their, well, father or mother on the lobster boat or they they work in a store somewhere nearby in a local town or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in terms of, of um, uh, the, the mix of classes, um, what, would you, what would you tell people about the mix of classes that you particularly like or enjoy? <laughs> well, there's not very many classes to choose from because it's such a small school, mm-hmm. but... Um, there's really no class that we should like better than another because they're all, <laughs> I don't know, they're all important in each way. And I just know that all the teachers, they, they make you feel like you're important yourself, like you're not just part of a group. Great. And, and this particular activity that you're participating in, the, the, the kind of theater group, um, how does that happen? It happens during school hours? Uh, no, we usually do, like, uh, during during the like last period like study hall we'll okay. we'll meet yep yep and 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 tell us about the process of coming up with the skits before we go on to the last skit what's the process like um, how do you actually generate the topics um, for these skits all of us just you know just came up with the idea you know we just put our heads together and we made some skits and we've done a lot of changing and you know we had our final creation so. Okay, so you kind of, you get the idea, someone suggests an idea, and then you begin to um, add to that idea and see how it might play out? Yeah, first we started off with like, I don't know, like five or six topics, and we just narrowed them down and thought what was best and what everyone could relate to and some some of the things that were happening with our friends and just changing them up a little bit. So. Great, great. Well, um, I'll list our phone numbers one more time. Maybe there's folks out there, but I know that WERU is slightly under power um, until we fix the transmitter, so um, we may not be reaching on a regular signal all the way down to uh, Jonesport Beale High School and the community down there. But people can listen on their computer, so maybe they're listening there. And uh, um, they could call us at 1-866. This is a toll-free number, 1-866-625-9378. 
or locally at 469-0500. Perhaps you've got some questions for our, um, our, our students here from Jonesport Beals High School as we talk about turning it around. Teens talk about relationships, fitting in, and communications about sex. Um, anything else before we go on? Should we go on to the third skit? Yeah, we're ready to go. So who's going to start with, with that? Uh, skit number three is called He Never Talks to Me. And our characters for this skit are... Hi, my name's Morgan. Um, I definitely wouldn't consider myself popular. I'm more of a girl that's always in the crowd watching everyone else. Ah, I'm Mike. I'm one of the more popular guys in school. Me and Bruce pretty much do whatever we want, and we're pretty much the coolest guys around. I'm Br Bruce, Mike's best friend and wingman, and we're like the most popular guys in school. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Madison, and let's just say I love gossip. Okay, scene one takes place at a party with Mike and Bruce talking. Dude, how long has it been since you've been late? Oh, dude, you know me, it's been like maybe, maybe two days, maybe. Bet you couldn't even get Morgan over there. Do you you want to make this a bet or something? Bet you 20 bucks you could not get her by the end of the night. By the end of the night, I can probably do that right now. Let's do this thing. Then it's a bet. Mike walks across the room to Morgan. Hey, Morgan, you're looking good today. What's going on? Oh, really? Thanks. Um, not too much. What's up with you? Oh, you see it, partying. Awesome. Yeah, so would you want to hang out a little bit and dance? Yeah, sure. Mike and Morgan dance to a few songs. Well, uh, I, I had fun tonight, did you? Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, I haven't done, done something like this for a while. But uh, I was wondering, uh, would you want to go upstairs a little while and hang out? Sure, why not? Scene two takes place the next day at school with Madison and Morgan talking. Man, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry that Mike did that to you. Some boys can be so mean. What do you mean? What did what did he do? Wait, you didn't know that Bruce and Mike made a bet that Mike could have sex with you? It was a bet? Uh, are you joking? No, I'm not joking. How many people know about this? Morgan, the whole school knows. Oh my god, I cannot believe this. Scene three takes place that night after practice with Mike and Bruce talking. Man, you owe me 20 bucks. I don't believe you did it. Dude, I, I swear. All right, then. I'm just going to have to take my gut feeling on this one. Yeah, dude. Well, any bet you make, I can guarantee I can do it. Uh, I don't know. Oh, dude, look at her here. She's calling right now. I'm just going to ignore this thing. Oh, 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 all right. Yeah, she left the voicemail. All right, let's listen to this. This ought to be really good. Hey, um, Mike. Morgan, um, I know I haven't really been, uh, talking to you lately or anything, but I, I found out about the bet, okay, and you, you, you seriously just, like, screwed over my life on that one. I, I thought you cared about me. I thought we had something special. I thought we had something that, that no one could ever come between us. Then I find out it's a freaking bet. I I could have seen us married, okay? I I could have seen us together for the rest of our lives, and now I I don't even want to finish my life. Bye, Mike. Dude, what do we do, man? Dude, we screwed up this time. 
end of skit. Mm. You've just heard a skit from uh, students from Jonesport Beals High School. Our phone number is one 625 9378 If you've got a question or a comment um, for these young characters in their characters, um, please give us a call, one 625 9378 Morgan, we'll start with you. Um, what was going through your mind as you made that call? Um, tell us a little bit more about what, what you were feeling. The, the call that you made and left a, a text ma- a voicemail message was pretty clear, but what else were you feeling? Well, I felt so betrayed. Like, I felt Mike and I had something, and I, I didn't realize that it was a bet, and I don't know. I just I didn't even want to really live anymore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How about going um, next to Mike? Um, when you heard the, the, the voice message, what, what did that do to you? I didn't realize it hurt people like that. Like, I usually do this all the time. It doesn't usually bother me. But I when she said she was just going to end her life, I, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Madison, uh, presumably you'll find out about um, the, the text message at some point because you're really into gossip. How would you feel when you, when you find out that out? I would, oh man, I would feel so horrible considering I'm the one who told her, you know, it really made me think, well, maybe I shouldn't, you know, go spreading all this gossip, you know, it could, I should maybe just shut my mouth. And Bruce, um, you were um, a party to this. You were kind of egging egging, um, Mike on in this bet. Um, When you heard the voicemail message, what did you feel? I just felt like we should have just never made that bet and... Should have just dropped it instead of going on. Okay. Well, I think we'll come out of character. Um, so th- th- the voices you just heard were in character. These aren't the real people. Um, and th- the reactions you heard were in character, not the real people. So I'm going um, <coughs> to uh, uh, go to uh, our first phone call and see what uh, question or comment they have. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Hi. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you all for doing this. Uh, show and doing the work, you know, that it takes to get skits like that together. You know, it's it's really helpful to me. Uh, like I'm getting it, at, you know, three removes or something. You know, like an old guy out here in Radio Land. You know, but but the stuff you're talking about is really real stuff. You know, to everybody, no matter what age you are. And um, I'm really my hats off to you for jumping right in there and. And dealing with it, you know, uh, from the giddy-up and, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, domestic violence, it's, you know, it comes in all different colors, you know, and, geez, it's, it's just good to be able to spot these things in some of the places where, you know, where they're beginning a little bit before they get totally out of hand, so. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you for your call this morning. You can participate as well, one 625 9378 as we talk with students uh, from Jonesport Beals High School about, um, in this particular skit, we were talking about communication about sex. Uh, do we have another call. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Um, why would somebody make a bet to commit suicide? If they was going to commit suicide, why would somebody make a bet? Well, again, the, the skit was not about suicide. The skit was about whether a boy could have sex with a girl, and that was the bet. It led to feelings on the part of the girl when she found out about the bet. It led to feeling like um, her life wasn't worth anything anymore. 
So does that, yep. clar does that clarify it for you? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for your call this morning. Yep. Do we have another call? Go ahead with your question or comment, please. I, I have a question for Mike. Okay. Uh, I was wondering why he made the bet and told his friend. Okay. So again, Mike, we're going to um, keep Mike in character now. Um, it's, it's not the person who's playing Mike. It's, it's Mike in character. Why did you make the bet? It, I don't know. Me, me and my friends always mess around with stuff like that. So me and Bruce, I, it is something that we wanted to do, I guess. It has something to do with how you felt as a man? Yeah. I don't know. We always have a lot of competition between each other, so we always just make a lot of bets, and I guess it's one of our bad ones. Okay. Are you still on the line, caller? What, what, do you have a follow-up question at all? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Well, thanks for your call this morning. I believe we have one more call. Um, you can participate as well, if you'd like, by calling 1-866-625-9378. But go ahead with your question or comment, please. Yes, go ahead. Um, yes, I'm just, just hoping that the message that will be relayed from this is that, you know, girls have so much self-worth and, and to commit suicide over a guy, that's, that's really crazy. Plenty more good ones out there. Okay. Thank Thanks for your call this morning. You can participate as well as we talk with students from Jonesport Beals High School about um, things that they're uh, dealing with um, as students and how they see other students deal with these kinds of questions. Let's let's go back to um, you know the situation. Um, we have one more call. Okay, go ahead with the call. Go ahead with your comment or question, please. Um, I'm really happy that you're doing this, and I I think it's great for uh, education, especially in the younger. Uh, age groups. But I have a question to all of the uh, people involved in this skit today. Um, as teenagers, how do they view um, sex between people? Do they feel that it's um, just a casual thing? Do they feel it has meaning? What, what exactly are young people thinking uh, that sex is today. I just try to get into their heads on, on their opinion of what exactly relationships, sexual relationships between young people mean. Okay, that's a great question. And I'll repeat it because not everybody had headphones this morning. Um, but the question was, um, as, as um, young people, what are your attitudes about sex? And where does that fit into kind of the human relationship kind of scale? And, and th so not in character now, but as real students, what are your attitudes about um, sex at your age? Well, my personal belief is that sex should be left from marriage. You know, it should be something between a man and a woman that, you know, it's going to just be between them. You're not going to go and sleep around with all these other people. And it should just be for two people. And <coughs> you should wait until you're older and you've got a better head on your shoulders. How about some of the rest of you? Any thoughts? Also, why would you, I don't understand why people do sleep around either because it just gives you gives yourself a bad reputation, you know. You don't. No one needs that, you know. Why don't you just wait and? So you don't think of it as a casual thing. You no think way. of it's something more important than it's that. It's very personal. Very mm -hmm. personal. How about some of the guys? Uh, I suppose it feels to me that the connection between two people isn't there anymore. It just feels like the people are having sex just to do it because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that I know that do it just to fit in. Mm -hmm. try to be cool and in again going back to th your character it seemed like that was an act of of uh, kind of um, bragging yeah just uh, try you, you can you can do it 
you're, you're cool in your book. So mm -hmm. Again, in response to the question, how do you feel about um, sex um, <coughs> at, at your ages? Um, anybody else want to participate in, in the... Um, what are you what are you feeling and and what do you think the general attitude is you know what's your attitude and what do you think do you do you see sex among um, students of your age happening on a regular basis or infrequent what do you think we definitely see it in our school like we definitely we know that it's happening and hopefully we can influence some of the people around us you know to get their minds straight and yeah we have a couple of other calls. Any, any uh, further comments about this topic yet? Uh, let's go ahead to the, our, our next call. Go ahead with your question <coughs> or comment, please. Yes, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was wondering how uh, Morgan felt when this happened. M when, when, when what happened? When the rumor got out or when the bet became known? When the bet became known. Okay, so we'll get some more comments from um, Robbie, who was playing Morgan, about how Morgan might have felt um, about the rumors and, and uh, uh, about the bet. I felt completely taken advantage of and, like, betrayed because I thought that Mike and I had something special, and we were I thought we were, like, dating now, and we'd go on and have a relationship. And, A, I was completely mortified that the whole school, school know about this. And, B, I just... I felt so completely betrayed. I didn't know what to do. Mm, mm. And stepping outside of Morgan's character, let me ask you, um, in terms <coughs> of um, Morgan's character seemed to be saying if it was a real relationship, if there was a committed relationship, then sex might have fit in. How do you feel about that? I think you should definitely wait. I mean, sex at this age isn't, I, I know it's like a popularity thing, but I think you should wait until you're older and, you know, you settle down and you have just one steady boyfriend at least or something and not the young relationships that you're in now, like a couple of weeks and you find someone else and you think you're in love, but you find out like a week after it's over, you can move on and get someone else. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Don, do you want to um, add some comments? I would. Um, as an adult that's been working with these uh, players, um, I've been looking at it from a slightly different perspective. <coughs> uh, teenagers' um, brains work just as well, uh, if not better and faster than us, than our, the adults in their lives. Uh, however, the, the teenagers don't have life experience, for one thing, uh, to help them deal with the heartache and, the, and feelings of betrayal and, and, and uh, building trust in someone, understanding intimacy, and just developmentally, and I'm not talking down to teenagers, but mm. developmentally, teenagers have a hard time because their brains are still developing, connecting what they're doing now with the consequences they may pay. And that, that could be obvious consequences like pregnancy and venereal disease, but it could also be the kind of consequences that poor Morgan was experiencing, the, the heartbreak and, and tragedy, and will she ever be able to trust anybody mm. again? Mm. Um, or so. will she, in fact, act on on the, her, her, you know, threat to take her own life. Right. As she, as she ended her life. Right, mm -hmm. right. We have one more call. Go ahead with that question or comment, please. Hi, Ron. This is Sherry calling from Fletcher's Landing Township. Thanks for uh, your call this morning. Great show. And um, one thing I would like to pose to your panelists, um, either in character or outside of character, is what is the definition of popularity? This seems to be a major theme going through all three skits. 
Um, and I think this is um, important for adolescents to understand and maybe even adults looking at that perspective. Um, and so I'll hang up and take um, listen to the response. Okay, thanks so much for your question. The question had to do with how does popularity fit into all three of these? This seems to be a theme running through all three of these things. What's, what is popularity to each of you, um, either in character or out of character? We'll start um, with uh, um, Sarah. Um, what I've noticed in our school, popularity is kind of like having the cool clothes, having the expensive, you know, Abercrombie, Hollister, and also being in a sports team, you know, you know, kind of having that careless attitude and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have much to do with grades, like people consider people nerds because they are really smart, but that's not the case in our school, and it's just... Basically, honestly, it, to me, it kind of feels like popular, popularity has to do with money. Hmm. Hmm. How about the rest of you? How are you f- feeling about the, uh, the popularity or the desire to be popular? Um, these seem to be driving students in each of these skits, um, the desire to be popular. Who else? I agree with Sarah, but I also think that like popular means you know you get the <coughs> hottest girl or the hottest guy or whatever. And, uh, you know, like Sarah said, like you drive this awesome car or... I don't know. Popularity also comes with, like, as Sarah touched upon, like, careless attitude. Like, you don't really care about the rest of the people or who you hurt to uh, get what you want. So if you're popular, you don't have to... You don't, you don't have to think about those things. Does popularity have some I- image from what we see in the media? Do, you know, is it only a, a group of people who look or act or have means that are popular on TV, and therefore we kind of take that on somehow? In the movies, Sid? Well, not only is there the, the cool-looking popularity, but there's also the popularity that you're, you're well-liked or you're, people enjoy your company. You can There's two sides of being the, the awesome, cool popularity. <laughs> but, Good. So but, that there's, there's a genuine popularity yeah. that is feeling like um, some, you want to spend time with that person, right. you like their company, and then there's this, maybe this false popularity that yeah. you're getting at. Yeah. We have some more calls. We have um, a couple more calls, and then I've got um, a message um, um, that came in perhaps by email. But go ahead with, with the next call. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Yes, go ahead. Um, why would you do something if you know it's wrong and it's be- you know it's bad for you? Okay. So um, here's a question um, from a listener. Why would you do something that you know is wrong when you know it's going to be bad for you? Well, Don was saying a little bit about um, the fact that teens might not be able to make that linkage between what's right now and what the, the impact might be down the road. But what, what do you students think? Why would you do something if you knew it was wrong? Chris? Uh, well, I think that if you know something's wrong and you think that uh, by doing this you can gain some sort of popular gain, like you can get something out of it, and you're okay with dealing with the, uh, oh crap. The consequence? The yeah, consequence, consequence uh-huh. thank you. Yeah. Uh, if you're okay with dealing with the consequence, you're probably still going to do it, and if you don't realize that there could be consequences to your actions, then you're going to do it anyway, but it's something that you should definitely think of. Okay. Um, uh, here's here's um, one that was um, uh, passed a note for me. You were dealing primarily with heterosexual relationships. How would you um, respond to gay or lesbian relationships? Um, have you thought about skits around those issues? Would there be any, any difference? Sid? We, 
Ah, uh, well, it's a good question. It's a rugged one. Uh, mm. I, it'd be, it would be probably much worse for uh, a heterosexual relationship because in this day and era, there's not really well-liked. So, so that, if you mean a homosexual relationship, yeah, yeah, gay or lesbian yeah. relationship, might be harder because um, someone might feel even more isolated. Right. Okay. Any other responses to that question? Sounds like there may be, if, if that's a call, you know, that might um, r r be an underlying issue that you might want to deal with in future skits. We've got two more calls to try to get in before we end. Let's go to the first one. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. This is um, Lynn Alley calling from Jonesport Bills High School. I am the science teacher for these students, and I don't actually have a question, but I wanted them to know that I think they've done an outstanding job, and I appreciate their comments, their favorable comments about their school and their teachers. Great. Well, you can be very proud of them. Thanks very much for your call this morning. We have a second call. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Hi. I'm a parent of one of the students that you have with you, and I just wanted to call and let them know that they have done an absolutely wonderful job, and I'm proud of all of them. Oh, that's great. Thanks so much for your call this morning. Well, um, let's take that um, question of what are some of the other issues that you <coughs> might think about dealing with in, in skits in the future? Have you, have you got to that um, uh, stage yet where you're thinking about new skits? I think that note that um, you were just passed about the homosexual relationships, that would be a good thing to touch upon because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a topic that people don't really talk about. You know, sometimes people think it's not proper or whatever, but I think that would be a really good idea. Mm, mm. And we're certainly going to see that within the state. We're going to um, see um, a push to think about um, marriage between um, gay and lesbian uh, couples. So it's going to be an issue that people are dealing with um, at the state level as well. We do have one more call. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Yes, go ahead. Um, this is for um, the kids on the radio. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, Am I allowed to talk to them? Yes, go right ahead. Okay. Um, we hardly even think about the guys being abused in a relationship, and I was just wondering some examples of abuse. How, how it m might be for a guy when we had the skit where the, um, the guy in the, in the relationship was feeling yeah. like he had to spend more money, for instance. What other forms of abuse? This, um, we said that abuse has to do with control. Uh, what does that look like when people are trying to control other people? Anybody? It seems kind of like, you know, the male is the more dominant, uh -huh. however you say, you know, the stronger person. So it kind of seems like the girl abusing the guy would be more emotional. You know, I've had experiences where girls, you know, have not necessarily physically have abused me as like a friend, but, you know, emotionally. Girls seem to have a lot of things to say and some nasty things to say. So. Right, right. So the control might be emotional control yeah, rather I than physical control. I think it's basically like emotional control, you know. I mean, there might be some inc incidents where the girl is stronger than the guy and there could be abuse, but I don't know, I haven't really heard of any physically, but mm -hmm. more... Well, I think if you, if you talk with folks at the domestic violent programs, they'll tell you that it, it comes in all forms. Oh, yeah. That, that um, it, it really doesn't matter which sex you are, um, it, uh, the, the, the abuse comes, the idea of control comes in all forms, and the way that that gets translated can be emotional or physical. Yeah. Great. Well, again, um, what, where will you go with this next? Um, do you have other, other things you're going to try to do with these skits? Um, Don? 
Well, we have requests from, uh, from our health class at the high school to cover some topics and generate some discussion during health class. And then we will get together and, and see how enthusiastic our players are about perhaps visiting another school. We will undoubtedly go down to the elementary school with age-appropriate skits. Um, right there and uh, I really look to be to to for direction from our players mm. I don't want to be the one to say now we're going to do right I'd, I'd and rather hear what they like are these do. these the entire group or are there some that didn't come today this is our entire group. okay great and and as as players what do you think the skit does you could get up and stand and talk with people but what does the skit do to allow people to kind of get into these issues um, do you see that uh, change Sid Ah, uh, yeah it, we mainly do the skits just to show that you have to have the courage to change, and you have to, if you're in a problem, you can you can get yourself out of it. Right. Well, I think of, you know, they used to be called stories. Uh, don't want to miss my stories, the soap operas, right? Yeah. Um, we need drama in our lives to be able to kind of put ourselves in the, in, the, in the character. It's not just a head thing. It's got to be a heart thing. And I think that you and your skits are really engaging people at the heart <laughs> level. Uh, let's, let's just go around and, and um, get your, your final comments about what you'd like to see uh, coming out of this um, as you think about listeners or, or uh, kids that you might de be dealing with. What do you want them to take away? from all of your skits, not just one, but what is it that you want to take away from uh, them to take away? Can we um, uh, start with Jessica? What would you like other students to, to learn from this kind of experience? No? We'll go, go to Chris, and we'll may I come back to you, so think about it. Chris? Uh, I'd like people to learn that uh, sometimes people have to put up walls, and those walls have to be taken down, and you have to work to do that. Okay, good. Sarah? I believe everyone needs to just open up and be a good friend and just set examples for everyone else and be a, a, be a better person. Sid? Uh, I'd just like to say that it's, no one's perfect. There's, everyone has the opportunities to do right things and people have the opportunities to do wrong. Mm -hmm. And as you go through life, you'll find out that everyone's going to make mistakes and you're going to get yourself through it. Great, great. Robbie? Um, I want to say that, like, Sid talked about, you know, how popularity, like, it's not just the money part. There's the people that are actually well-liked, and you should strive to be that kind of popular, the kind of person that people like and they want to hang around, not just because, you know, you have the right clothes or something. Great. Kenneth, what would um, you like, want people to take away? I really don't. Okay, like great. Well, I want to um, thank you all for coming down to uh, WERU and, and uh, making this trip. We've come to that time when I want to remind you that this program was produced with support from Cooperative Extension and the Hancock County Extension Association. With offices in each county, Cooperative Extension is the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine. Our radio collaboration with WERU began in 1990 and continues with your support. Join us from 10 to 11 on the second and fourth Friday mornings from... Uh, for Talk of the Towns, our theme music is a medley from Coronach on a Balnain House Highland music recording. Thanks to our uh, guests in the studios, Kenneth, Robbie, Sid, Sarah, Chris, and Jessica, and to their um, teacher, uh, Don Ficker from Jonesport Beals High School. Um, thanks to our engineer, Amy Brown. Thanks to our, our supporters, underwriters at Maine Community Foundation. And stay tuned for On the Wing. This is Ron Beard, your host for Talk of the Towns, wishing you a good morning. Support.
Support for Talk of the Towns comes from Coastal Drilling and Blasting Incorporated, serving Downey, Central, and Midcoast, Maine, and located at 328 Bucksport Road, Ellsworth, 1-800-640-3515.